What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That time you got home from a week of double shifts? And your dog didn't recognize you. Let's go. Hey, hey, it's me. Hey, it's me. Do you want a treat? You want a treat? Oh. You knew it was time for something new. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, you can find jobs with the work-life balance and salary you want. Plus, build a resume and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. At ColourPop Cosmetics, we believe that beauty should be within everyone's reach. True beauty is about giving yourself the freedom to pop. And ColourPop lets you create your own definition of beauty. ColourPop is the leading cruelty-free cosmetics brand combining the latest trends with luxury quality formulas at an affordable price. From Super Shack Shadow to eyeshadow palettes in every color to the best foundation and concealer on the market. Check out the brand that's won awards from Glamour, Allure, and more. Learn more at ColourPop. That's C-O-L-O-U-R pop.com. Beauty for everyone. Hi, everybody. This is Crook and Chase Nashville Chats, and this episode is so much fun as we sit down with our longtime friend, T.G. Shepard. His recording career includes 21 number one hits and numerous awards, of course. So he's a big star, but as you'll quickly find out, he's just as down-to-earth and funny as anybody you're going to meet. Well, and the thing is, his personal story is unbelievable. Oh, no. He ran away from home when he was 16 years old, was homeless on the streets of Memphis, happened to meet Elvis Presley, and from there it was like, hang on, here we go. <laughs> well, the other day, T.G. rolled into our studio sporting his first new CD in 22 years. So why so long? Well, you're about to find out, as well as be dazzled by some of the incredible true life adventures of T.G. Shepard. This is like being home here. 
I know. Well, I like the house. It is. It's one of the few that's not being mowed down to become a high rise. You know what I'm saying? Listen, don't get too comfortable like you're at home. I don't want you to run around in your underwear and cussing and stuff. Okay? Well, I didn't wear any underwear, so. <laughs> well, all the more reason. That's yeah. like, oh, Man, like you, y'all look great. Did you, learn, Thank you. did you learn that from Johnny Cash? Yeah, we found, right. We found that out about Johnny Cash. Yeah. Tell him how we know that well, Johnny Cash didn't wear it. You know, we always had the segments on the show where we'd let the audience ask questions. And one of the cards was, simply, simply to Johnny Cash, was... A lady asked it. Yeah, yeah. said, uh, you wear black all the time. Said, do you wear black underwear? And John's response was, I don't wear underwear. <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of a frightening moment for us in television, but uh, <laughs> really, they're a waste of money. <laughs> I own three pair. You can't really. Yeah, and I'm you know that lasts me six uh, days, and you know why? Well, I was going to turn them inside out every are other they day. Label like June, July, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> God, it's okay. so good to see y'all. You too. Isn't this typical? We get into boy conversation. The minute you and Charlie Chase get together, it's all about underwear, bathroom humor. What else? Charlie and I have more testosterone than most men. We really do. That's so right. It just, it just happens that way. <laughs> That's right, <too. laughs> I love it. Am I okay here? I'm kind of crooked. I okay. guess I'm, well, am I'm right? your microphone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, okay. Marianne, let me let me confess something here. Okay? Go ahead. You're confessing. TG and I, I, I was dialing it up today. He hates his microphone. History. First of all, he hates Not his fine. microphone. All okay. right. Yeah. Uh, you and I have known each other. For 47 years. Do you realize that? 47? I figured it 47 years. He was Somebody the other day asked me, how long have you known Charlie? And I said, it's between 40 and 50 years. Well, you were promoting records out of Memphis. Yeah. You were an independent record promoter, I believe. Yes, I was. And doing quite well. I was the music director in Knoxville. In Knoxville. And this was 1972 when mm-hmm. I became the music director up yeah. there. And you started hawking all these records that were yeah. just terrible. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you, you, sold, you sold them. I mean, you made, you made a great living doing that. And you, on the side, had this desire to be a country music artist. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Lorraine, let me go ahead and share another moment, too. All right. In, I think it was 1975... I'm sitting at the Longhorn Steakhouse down here on Lyle Avenue, just off yeah. the West End. Oh, yeah. With our WMAK buddies. Yeah. I was on the staff over there. Yeah. And you had just kind of made the transition. You'd had some noise on, on the chart. And anyway, to make a long story short, you came in during lunch sporting this new ring that Elvis had given you. It was a piano-shaped diamond ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still have that? Yeah. I got all the joy. And then you started talking about the bus he gave you. Yeah. Isn't it great to have lived in a time when they didn't have gift cards? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I never thought about it that way, but man, I am thankful. I am so thankful. You're right. I mean, that. I get ready to buy a gift for people nowadays. I don't know what to get them. Everybody so has everything. It, the gift card is the is the norm. I like that. I'll give you a bus. Yes. But that was a shocker, though, still. I, I don't think I ever got over that. We were impressed. I mean, and you I were just smiling like, you know, like a Cheshire cat. You know? yeah, I was impressed. The but question you, is, did Charlie Chase play your records? Of course not. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I had to pay him. But he, <laughs> paid, <laughs> he played them. It well, took the a lot of cash. Well, yeah, well, hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I had needs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
God Almighty! I mean, how many different names have you had? Two. You only only two. Me, I've had two, three, or four. What are all your names? What? Well, my real name is Bill Browder. Are we rolling here yep, already? Oh, we are. Oh, the minute you walked in and started talking about your lack of underwear. Everybody knows me as Wayne. Uh, <laughs> Everybody knows me as Wayne. You were Bill. <laughs> and so, it's, and it, but it was, I, was this, well, like the witness protection program? What, what was this all about? <laughs> no, well, what was I getting ready to get ready to make a point? What was it? About your name change? Oh, my name changes. Real name Bill Browder, of course. Yeah. And then I became Brian Stacy. Tried to make mm-hmm. it as a pop artist. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. And that's when <clears throat> I was out and uh, opening for different acts, like uh, Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun! Uh, Willie Bully, yeah, and Willie Bully, and uh, did some shows with the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did Montgomery, Alabama, and Mobile, and basically a little Southern thing. Did you ever chart on the pop chart? Yeah. Sure did. I charted with a song called High School Days. It was I was signed by Jerry Wexler at Atco yeah, Records. Sure. And it came out in the sixties and it just it it actually went top thirty, top forty in the pop charts. Mm-hmm. But then it just I just went into oblivion and disappeared like a lot of artists do when they have a record and they just, you know, one hit wonders. So but I didn't get into country music until till Wayland. Waylon, I, I later on went to work for RCA Victor as their promotion man, you know. Uh, and Waylon was one of my artists, and we're sitting at the Ramada Inn down here by the Capitol years ago at one of the conventions they used to have there at the Ramada Inn. And uh, we were sitting in his room, and Jesse was sitting on the bed next to Waylon, and he takes out his old Red Vox guitar and he starts singing. and and we were promoting a record then called The Taker. He's a Taker. It was a great record. And I started singing along with him, and he stopped, and he looked up at me, and he said, Hoss, what the heck are you doing promoting records? And I said, well, I'm making a living. He said, you need to be singing country music. Mm. Wow. And he said, here, here's your first gift. And he gave me that Red Vox guitar. I'll be. Oh. He said, go cut some records. The next week, I cut my first number one record, Devil in the Bottle, because of Waylon. One week later. That? Wow. A no, week I later, I went in the studio. Yeah. And recorded. And I never looked back. And so that's really kind of how I got into country music was because of, of Waylon. Uh, Let me go back to Memphis here for just a minute, though. You were a teenager when you rolled into Memphis. Yeah. And by Not chance, Elvis. you roll into. You meet Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. and to make a long story short, you end up, you know, living on the estate yep. for quite some time. Yep. How does that happen? Well, I was a runaway um, from You're, Humboldt, Tennessee. How old? I was just about to turn sixteen. How in the world can you pull and, that off? Well, my mom and I come from a, a, a divorced family, like yeah. a lot of kids did, or still do. And I, my dad wasn't big on me uh, doing music. I would stay out late at night at a, as a 15-year-old and play in the local bands. And, and he said, you're going to live under my roof. There won't be any music in this house. And I said, okay, and then I won't be living under this roof. Oh. So late one night, I just knew what I wanted in my life. I knew I wanted music. 
and I just climbed out of the back window with 60 cents in my pocket, and I hitchhiked to Memphis. And that's how I met Elvis. A few weeks after living in Memphis and living in the streets, alleyways, doorways of office buildings to stay warm, sleeping on benches, friends' couches. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I was at a skating rink and met Elvis, and that changed my life. We became friends. And... From then on, it was like everything was uphill. It was just an incredible life. I'm putting all that into my book that'll be out hopefully next year. You really? You're right. Finally? Yeah. Autobiography is finally going to come out one of these days. I, I'm just now starting to sit down and just take a pen and paper and just because, you know, I'll, I'll be sitting around and I'll go, oh, I forgot about that. And I'll make a note mm-hmm. of someone I met or something that happened in my life. Hey, leave me out of it. <laughs> No, those parts are good. We still have the photos, too. Yeah, and there's a whole chapter. What I'm afraid of. Mr. Chase. Uh, (laughs) How incriminating are those stories and photos, Mr. Chase? I don't want to tell you. I didn't think so. (laughs) Listen, you have to think about this. So are we talking about fate here with T.G. Shepard, divine intervention? Mm -hmm. You just can't script something like running into Elvis Presley, living at Graceland at the big estate, Waylon gives you a guitar, then a number one record waits around the corner. I mean, we told you, this is just unbelievable. Oh, but wait, there's more. Coming up, those wild Elvis rumors. What he knows about those. A song we can't get over called I'm a Song. That's part of his new album. And wait till you hear who used to open his touring shows. 
That's next on Crook and Chase National Chats with T.G. Shepard. The moment you realized you were mistaking your kids for co-workers? Okay, team, I'm uh, taking my 15 now. Taking 15 what? Was the moment you knew it was time to get back to work. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, our simple, customizable search tool lets you search for part-time, full-time, and even work-from-home jobs so you can find a job that fits your lifestyle. Get started now at CareerBuilder.com. That time you got home from a week of double shifts and your dog didn't recognize you. Let's go. Hey, hey, it's me. Hey, it's me. Do you want a treat? You want a treat? Oh. You knew it was time for something new. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, you can find jobs with the work-life balance and salary you want. Plus, build a resume and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me not. So he returned me because he had 30 days to do so, which is plenty of time to discover you don't love someone or, in my case, something. Because, surprise, I'm a CarMax car who is now back on the market. 30-day money-back guarantee. It's car buying reimagined. CarMax. 30-day, 1,500-mile limit. See CarMax.com for details. Well, I hope it doesn't take you 20 years to write the book like it did to do this album. Midnight in Memphis kicks off with a kick-butt song, I Want to Live Like Elvis. I mean, would you really, having actually lived on Elvis's estate, would you really, or do you think in a way it was, it was a trap? Well, you know, really and truly, when, when I found the song, mm-hmm. I Want to Live Like Elvis, I was already through with the album. Oh, really? Okay. I was in I was in the process of just doing sweetening and, and overdubs and background vocals. And Chip Davis, who is one of the backup singers for Alabama on their tour, uh, he was doing background vocals, and he said, boy, I hate that you finished your album. I know you're done with it, <laughs> but did I have a song for you? And I said, well, he said, I know you've got an Elvis song on this album already called The Day Elvis Died. Mm-hmm. But man, this song was really a great, and you could do it because you were there. You lived this song, and I said, yeah. "I don't know, Chip. You know, but let me hear it." He played me the song, and I said, <laughs> "Great, hold the album." Mm-hmm. So I held the album for six months, mm. just to be able to add this song. There's a smile in your voice when you're singing this. You know that. Don't you? Oh, I'm telling you, I was there. <laughs> yeah. I had to record this song because it, it it's a comical way. Mm-hmm. Of hearing a lot about Elvis's life uh, in under four minutes, and and it's funny. And and, how, think, and and you would be the one to answer this question. I know Priscilla signed off on it. Oh yeah. But how many of these things are just sort of an uh, an embellishment or an over exaggeration of the rumors about no. the way Elvis lived? How much of this of the, of the no, lyrics are real? No, it was real? all true. Trust really? me. Enough Trust cars to me. fill a parking lot. Oh gosh, okay. yeah. There were. Uh, I mean, that's why I had to do the song, because I was there and I witnessed all that. And the song was accurately written by Chip Davis and Billy Davis and Doug Graham. And so because it was so accurate, I knew I had to record the song. And it it had a lot of energy, and I, I I love doing that song in concert. It's just a lot of fun. And uh 
But I didn't mean for it to turn into an Elvis album, which is not. It's not, no. It's not an Elvis album. No. It's a Memphis It's, it's, it's bookended. Album. Bookended, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Midnight in Memphis, that song came about strictly by accident, too, which wound up being the title cut of the album. So Barry Gibb called me up one day. He said, I've just written a song for your new album. And I said, Really? You, you've written me a specific song for my album. He said, yeah, I've written a song called Midnight in Memphis. And I said, well, Barry, I'm honored. You know, not many people like Barry Gibb will write for a project, you know, unless it's you Greece. Seldom, you seldom take calls from people like Barry Gibb. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. I know how well, only when he calls. Sure. <laughs> Charlie says to me the other day, he goes, do you think T.G. has to call him sir? <laughs> I do, and Barry just giggles. Sir Barry Gibb. I'll say, hey, yeah. sir, and he'll go. <laughs> He's still in, in awe of that. But when he wrote me, when he wrote the song and he said he had written it for the album, uh, after doing the Elvis song and then another Elvis song, I thought, Midnight Memphis is kind of Memphis, my life, where I grew up, where I lived, where I started. That's mm-hmm. the album, Midnight Memphis, so that's how it happened. Laurie and I were talking about this before you got here. Um, Granted, is people are going to look at this album, they're going to listen to it, look at the titles, and go, okay, this is a tribute. This is a tribute to Elvis, memories, and things like that. Yeah. That's the way they're going to read it. Yeah. But, like you say, it's bookended. Mm-hmm. The one that caught both of our attention is I'm a Song. Oh, oh. wow, wow, wow. What a, That's know, a killer. I, I, that is a just killer. A, it's just a great approach, a new great approach to, to music. I've never heard a song written from the song standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a song. I, I live longer than you, the singer. And uh, Bruce Birch, what a great writer. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Wine and Water for mm-hmm. T. Graham, and mm-hmm. a great writer. And uh, I heard uh, Kelly, my wife, brought me this song. She said, you've got to hear this song. And I said, oh, yeah, I love Bruce. I heard the song, and instantly I said, it's in the first session. Oh, it is. It was just. I wrote down my favorite lyric. I touch your heart and you sing along. I'm a part of you from then on. Mm-hmm. I am a song. Isn't wow. that the truth? Yeah. You just, you know, it, yeah. you hear us. And, and again, that's what this song did. That song is going to be with me the rest of my life. Yeah, it It's was. magic what you do. Yeah. I mean, I guess even after all these years, you still feel the magic of what you do with music. Well, you know, that's why I still do it. it, it when the magic stops, I'm out of here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, really, I, I still get excited over things in, in, in the business after 43 years of doing this. Mm-hmm. To be able to find great songs like that and to be able to record them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if I can make a difference in one person's life with that song, yeah. that was worth you know, doing it, recording it. Because in that song it mentions, I'm a lullaby when a baby's born. I'm I am uh, when a soldier dies. Uh, I'm the trumpet that that plays. I, it's just one of those great, great songs that uh, just doesn't come along in your career very often. But I, it did on this this time around for me. Did it give you a better understanding of what you do? Yes. Good question, Charles. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden, I realized, wow. You know, we're only these singers. The songs are the ones that live forever. You know, we're just the vehicles. And, yeah, it gave me a whole newfound appreciation for being a singer. But 
I I must disagree with you on one point. Okay. Yes, the song is the foundation, but I find when I fall in love with the song, the way someone like you or another artist sings it, if somebody else sings it, it never has the same meaning to me as when I heard you sing I, it. I agree with that. Yeah. I do agree with that. I'm that yeah. way if I hear a song by an artist and then if I hear it from someone else. Right. Like if I hear a song by Kenny Rogers and it touches me, that first impression of that song is is burned into my brain. Mm. So when I hear it by someone else, it's never the same. That's right. That's mm-hmm. why it's hard it's hard for a lot of songs to be remade because a lot of people don't take that chance because they don't want to take the chance of trying to live up to the song that maybe Elvis recorded or Charlie Rich or Kenny Rogers. You know, if you can't do it better, don't record it. But sometimes the song is worthy of just being recorded, whether you do it better than the original or not. It's just worthy of being recorded because someone may hear that song for the first time and maybe they never heard the original by the, the by the original artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> we really haven't had a chance to to delve into this, but uh, I wanted to go back and touch upon it. In 1982, you were awarded. Oh, I got to bring this up, Charlie. You were awarded the most promising male artist in country music. This after 12 number one songs, and I thought to myself, God, that's a safe bet. <laughs> well, you remember what I said when I accepted the award. Uh, yeah, uh, I really, I really got away with that. Uh, I didn't really got get shot down too bad, but it was a smart remark. Uh, and but I just it came out of my mouth at the award show that night, and I said these words: uh, "Thank you very much." But you know, after twelve number one records, I, I do feel like I'm a promising artist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrong to do that, well, but I was just a little cocky back well, then. And well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I, I guess what I want to know is exactly what were you thinking when, <laughs> when you uh, got that award? And because you know, it, it, it it's fan appreciation. I understand yeah, that, sure. Yeah. But the absurdity of the award, <laughs> yeah. at that point, well, is he, what he's got always me. looked younger than everybody else, anyway. So yeah, that oh was gosh. part of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's maybe that's why you were the most promising. They just well, you know, when when I got that award, I I, uh, I never have been a big award winner. Okay, I never have been into that, you know, male vocalist category or entertainer of the year or whatever. Been nominated a lot for things, but I, I just never was able to reach that brass ring of mm-hmm. those awards. And every performer wants those awards. Okay, well, sure, and. I guess maybe deep down inside that, you know, if this is at least an award of some kind, you know, <laughs> even though although it's most promising, I, I will take it and I'm honored to take it. But I think at that point in my life, I was still wanting to be a male vocalist and maybe entertainer of the year some year. And <laughs> inside of me was a little bit of animosity, I think. So it wasn't like a Cub Scout badge for making potholders or anything like that. I mean, like, well, I had those, too. You were an award winner and didn't know it. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, you make an interesting point because you've never just been a singer. The charm of you is that you have always been an entertainer. Right. And I think there's – and you know this better than I do – I think there's there's a difference. All singers are not necessarily entertainers. Absolutely. And – 
it's entertaining a natural thing for you, or is it something that you worked on? I it, it was natural to a certain point, but then you go to school through the years by watching other entertainers mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you are mentors to you or you aspire to be like. I remember touring. I mentioned Kenny Rogers a minute ago. I remember opening up a lot of his shows when Lucille came out, and he just exploded. And I w- at nights uh, when we were on tour, I would watch his shows, and he, and he made it look effortlessly. He would mm-hmm. walk on stage and just kill the audience. Mm-hmm. Total entertainer, okay? Total entertainer. Funny, uh, great singer had the right moves down people loved him and i went to school on him and he told me one time he said the easier you can make it look on stage is the more comfortable the people in the audience will be as they sit there with you Mm. and they'll enjoy you more because Mm -hmm. you are putting them at ease you opened for kenny rogers who opened for you over the years that has gone oh reba opened whatever happened to her reba uh She's done quite well. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you'd invited me to do Vegas with her instead of Brooks and Duncan. Yeah, really. Hey, well, no, that was a good. That was a yeah. good combo for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people. I mean, Exile, uh, Reba, uh, George Strait. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's Clint Black. I remember the first time I worked with Clint. He came on my bus, and he was just oohing and on. He said, boy, I hope I can have a bus like this someday. And I said, Clint, you will. You will have a bus like this someday because you're going to go so far in this business. And he did. How much fun is it to think about all these artists that opened for you at one time and considered you as a mentor? And look where they are now. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, 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 it's, it's humbling. I mean, it really is. I mean, when you, you – I, I think every performer sits back occasionally and goes, you know, what? what is all this really meant? You know, you make a good living. You mm-hmm. are able to have a, a larger home than maybe you would have, you know, years ago or a better car. But what does it all really mean? What, what it really means is, is that maybe somewhere along the way you inspired somebody mm-hmm. to want to be like you. And maybe it helped them be who they are today, you know. Because when I mentioned names like Clint or George or Reba, I knew all those people were superstars. George Strait was already a superstar, I mean, in my eyes. So um, I really and truly am, am blessed to be in a position to where, even today, I remember years ago I was sitting at that same restaurant you were talking about mm-hmm. in uh, downtown here, and I'm sitting there having lunch, and this young kid walks over to me, and he said, Mr. Shepard, I'm a huge fan, and I just I want you to know how much I really love your music, and I sing your music in the bars and stuff. And it was Blake Shelton. Oh, wow. So, and the same thing, mm. same type of story with Kenny Chesney. You know, Kenny. Wow, for those for those people to aspire to be like you or, or to to like your music enough to sing your songs in clubs somebody the other day sent me a sound check of jake owen singing loved him everyone he oh. sings it in every sound check he because oh, wow. he loves the song yeah yeah uh it, it's just really it really makes me feel good to 
feel that I've connected. I was in Washington, D.C. not long ago, and I opened up a newspaper in a car going to the airport, and it said, 20 things you probably don't know about Luke Bryan. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. So I start reading down, and at number eight or number nine, I, I see T.G. Shepard. I'm going, what the heck is this? It said, the first concert I ever attended oh. was when my mother took me to see T.G. Shepard and Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh. Cool. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow. So I sent, <laughs> I tweeted a message off to Luke, and I said, I'm honored, you know, that – that you thought enough of that being one of the top 20 things in your life that you wanted to mention. I said, I never knew you you came to my show. I said, thank you, and I thought I recognized a few of my moves. <laughs> so, I never heard back from Wait him, a minute. But, Did he get yeah. that grind yeah, from I, you? No, is that what no, that I, is? No, that never was mine. But <laughs> That you know of. That I did. <laughs> but... That's really what it's all about is in this business to be able to uh, know that you've made a difference. Well, think about how way. beloved you are. A, a couple of years ago, the Duets album, I mean, the people who came to be on your record read like the Country Music Hall of Fame, my goodness. Wow. Everybody loves you. So, I mean, I'm not really – this is a serious question. I, I'm not asking you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details offer expires may 31st 2024 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply 500 minimum and two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum deposit advantage status required comparison based on bank rate average federally insured by ncua are you still searching for your perfect place to call home well now is the time to buy at fisher homes if you're looking to move in before the end of 2024 may could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end if you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years, and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. To brag on yourself, but why is it you think that you are so loved and accepted all these years in this business? Because I've always strived to be a nice guy. I've always wanted to be accepted. I've always wanted to be part of what I'm, of this business. So therefore, I've always tried to be nice. I've never been inaccessible. I've always been accessible to people. Because I think the true secret to longevity in this business is that the, guy, the nice guy can finish last and stay there for a long time. And so I've just aspired to just be uh, a good person who is always friendly and have time for people. And 
I've always complimented and admired and thanked the people that paved the way before me. Hmm. I've respected them. And a lot of the artists of today do that. Blake Shelton does that. Yes. Luke Bryan does that. Most of the artists of today, really and truly, are always complimenting the artists that came before them. And I've always aspired to do that, too. I have an additional theory. I agree with you about the nice guy thing. You're also just a blast to be around. Do you realize how much fun you are? You are so much no, fun to be around. Yes, you are. Well. You are. You're, you're always like a little mischievous boy. We, that, nev- well, we never know what you're going to do or say, and that's exciting. Well, I, I am that way. <laughs> yeah. There is a, a still at my age in my 70s. Seventy-five, matter of fact. You are not. Yeah. Are you kidding just turned, me? Just turned seventy-five, and I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm proud that I've lived this wow. long. Wow. <laughs> I'm over uh, here, TJ. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, who is that again? Uh, but uh, I really and truly, um, I refuse to grow up to a certain extent because I think as long as there's a little boy in all of us, I don't care how old you are. I think you look at life differently. If, if you're still able to have some of that kid in you. I still get just as excited when I meet a big star as I did when I was 15. I still get excited over things, and that excitement, I think, is what really, really makes me happy in life. It's it contagious, too. It is. It's very mm-hmm. contagious when people are around you that way. So there you have it. Big kid superstar. <laughs> this is Crook and Chase Nashville Chats with T.G. Shepard. Now, next up, where is that bus that Elvis gave to T.G. back in the 70s? And which star had it after T.G.? And where is it now? It's a story looking for some closure and some answers. See what we mean next on Crook and Chase Nashville Chats. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. There's a recipe for getting your car running just right. And whatever you're cooking up in the garage, you'll find what you need at ebaymotors.com. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock, all at the right prices. And that can help you turn your ride into something really tasty. The parts you need are just a click away at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. It's a new year. What's your style resolution? Express has you covered with the latest arrivals. If you want to embrace fun colors, try five-star body contour. New statement tops and dresses are perfect for creating a versatile closet. Resolving to buy more sustainably? Express's new Conscious Edit jeans contain at least 20% recycled fibers or cleaner dye techniques compared to traditional practices. Start fresh and shop new arrivals at express.com or in stores. You know, you haven't changed a bit. Seriously. (laughs) I mean, you're still funny. You're still a lot of fun. look great and everything. Do me a favor, if you would. Button up your shirt because it looks like your necklace is hanging on a bird nest. Well, I do that now because I I, I, I unbutton that top button there because I'm adding gray into my chest now, the color. So you know, but okay. Charlie is jealous because he has no chest hair at all. You don't? No, I'm so sorry. It, no. it's t- I have to mow it. Did once you a week. lose it through no. the years? Some way? <laughs> it just fell Did out. You lose? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
because it that happens too. You know? We have to oh, yeah. sweep it up after every show. I mean, for <laughs> anyone who is worried about hair loss, I mean, I, I'm, I can tell you right now what? that it all comes back. It, do, it and later in life, your hair grows back. The only problem is it's in your nose and ears, <laughs> but it does come back. Well, but a comb over is necessary. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. Speaking of necklaces, where, where do you keep the TCB necklace? I'm not trying. Do you keep it in a safe, secure place? I keep place? it in a safe. Yeah. You, in a safe. I keep all of the jewelry that Elvis gave me through the years, and anything that really uh, means a lot to me in in a safe. Well, my wife Karen also wanted to know uh, where's what happened to the bus. The bus uh, after I wore it out, which it <laughs> was, was already an older bus. Oh, it was already okay. I didn't it know was brand already new an older is. bus. Um, I wound up selling it. Really, I wound up almost giving it away because he needed a bus to uh, Don King. He needed a bus. Hmm. Singer Don King. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Don. Wasn't that Blind Man in the Bleachers? I, mm. I forget which song that was, but uh, I mean, anyway. Mm. And then after he had it, um, Sawyer Brown wound up with it, and they traveled in it for a year or two. Hmm. So it's been passed down through the years. Now, a few years ago, I get a phone call one day from this guy out of the clear blue, and he said, I know where your old Elvis bus is. I said, you do? He said, yes, and it's up on blocks. Hmm. And he says, I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to refurbish it, and I'm going to give it to you as a gift. I never heard from the guy. <laughs> and how long ago was this? Oh. It was like three or four years ago. Well, he may still be working on it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, hey, good, those, those kind of parts are hard to find, TJ. Yeah, you understand? They are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But I never heard back from the guy, but I, it's out there somewhere, even if it's just in a junkyard. Well, what, what brand was it? It was a GMC. What? Okay, wasn't a Bluebird or no, Prevo or anything? No, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't like the buses we have today. Okay. But it was, it was. You know, somebody the other day said to me, "What is the greatest gift you ever received?" And I said, "Well, the gift of confidence." And they said, "Well, that's not what I meant." I said, "Well, let me explain." I said, "When Elvis gave me the bus, it was the greatest gift I'd ever gotten from anybody, because it helped me so much." But what it really did, him giving me that bus, gave me the confidence to go forward and work harder because I didn't want to let him down mm-hmm. thinking that someone as big as Elvis would think enough of me to give me a bus. Mm-hmm. I had to make it because yeah. I didn't want to let my friend down. Mm-hmm. So I actually, the, the gift of the bus gave me the gift of confidence that that bus gave me to go forward and never look back. Man, that that is pretty cool. I cannot wait to read your book. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just like we couldn't wait to listen to the album. So I, everybody wants to know why 22 years between solo you know, it, albums? It's funny. I, I don't know. Two years turns into three and four turns into eight. It goes fast, doesn't it? Goes it goes so quick. Oh. I, I had thought about 10 or 12 years ago of doing another solo project, but I saw so much change going on in country music, and it was searching different directions. Yep so many different sounds and type of artists and things that I really didn't know where I fit in. So I just didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, don't do it. And so I, I just didn't record for that reason. And then one day, about two years ago, Kelly and I were talking one day, 
And I said, you know, I really want to do a new album, but I don't know where I fit in. And she said to me, don't worry about where you fit in. Find the greatest songs you can find, mm -hmm. and they will put you in where you're supposed to be. The oh. music is always the defining factor of any artist's life and career, is their music. So I just started searching for the best songs I could find and let those songs dictate where I belong mm -hmm. in, in today's world. First of all, you married a smart lady. Uh, yeah, I did. Well, she married down, didn't she? <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell her I said that. Most definitely. When she told me to tell y'all how, how she oh. loves y'all. Oh, you know, give her hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses. You know, you know, whenever she leaves the room, when Charlie's been there, you have to fingerprint her because he's just <laughs> all over. Ms. Well, Kelly I'm telling Lane. you, she she's a very talented singer and songwriter, and mm -hmm. she wrote a few of the songs on the new album, and. Uh, there's a song on the album called Good Man, and I was needing a, a, another up-tempo song for the album. I didn't want it to just lay there with a lot of ballads. And um, she said, I'm going to write a song about you. And I said, about me? And she said, yeah. I'm going to write a song that says what people should know about you as a, as a human being. And so she wrote the song Good Man. Uh, so if you listen to the lyrics in the song, that's how she feels about me as as a oh. human. And that meant a lot. I was going to say, do you think that is perhaps the most important song on this album? Probably. F to you. Yeah, mm -hmm. to me personally, yeah. Oh. Yeah, because her feelings about me went into that song. And so, Were you, you know, surprised by any of the feelings she expressed All in the lyrics? Them. Really? Yeah, so I was we. touched. <laughs> <laughs> See, he, he cannot be. I'm sorry. It's Charlie impossible. has always, let's long. just face it, Charlie has always wanted to do stand-up. Well, no. He's, you he's always so bring this funny. out in me. This, you just. I'm trying to make T.G. Shepard cry, and you keep cutting that with the laughter. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he I hates, mean, he was on a tender moment there. He hates to, Charlie oh, hates to see Lori him Lori he's not wearing underwear, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone. Oh <laughs> So when are you going to write a song about her, or have you, that I just don't know about? You know, I'm not the writer. Um, I do write, and I have written number one. I've known the feeling of writing a number one song. But I, I leave the songwriting up to the song crafters, the people who do it daily and who do it so well. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never aspired to be a great uh, a great songwriter. Uh, but I if, if, if the moment strikes me and I feel like I'm worthy enough of being able to put in words how I feel about her, I'll write something because mm -hmm. words can't describe what I feel for Kelly. Oh. Thank you for what you have done, not only for the uh, music in general, but the artists. For mm -hmm. us, we've always considered you a good friend. We Are you getting you. tender, Charlie? No. We love you <laughs> and uh, we want you to leave now. <laughs> But you've never had an interview in like that, huh? Oh, I'm telling you. You know, that's one of the main reasons that I have just gone into radio is because of you. <laughs> I don't, you have your own yeah. show? Yeah, oh, on Sirius XM. Hey, he's on yeah. Sirius so what do you, Tell us what you do on the show. I mean, do you Well, you know, <laughs> I thought the interview, I thought we were done. No, uh, we're going. No, okay, we're I mean, I was halfway out the door here. Yeah, no. I mean, um... <laughs> About three or four years ago, I was talking to Charlie Monk one day. I said, Charlie, I, you know, I love radio. I love, I love radio, 
it's a magical thing that and i've always been around it because of the music business i would love to do a radio show someday when time permits and when the timing is right he said well you should you know you you'd enjoy it so i uh i started talking to the people at sirius xm years and years ago about the hmm. possibility of someday doing something and through the years we just kept talking about it and then six months ago they called and they said uh, we're ready if you're ready and i'm going where and what do i do and they said it's on the elvis channel you knew him that's where you belong cool you can tell the stories and i said okay let's do it so the tg shepherd show evolved and i had been so shocked at the number of people as you mentioned the legendary friends album mm -hmm. that have come on as my first guest i mean barry gibb was my first guest Priscilla Presley was my first guest. Wow. And then the next week was Lionel Richie. Then the next week was Kid Rock. Then it was Olivia Newton-John. And I'm going, <laughs> wow, this is Man. fun. That is cool. And it's so cool to be able to go and talk with your friends yeah. on your own radio show mm -hmm. and be able to talk about anything. you. i got to tell you something really, really incredible. I always believe in the interviews that I do on my show which is on every Friday, by the way, from 2 to 5, Channel 19. Blatant plug. Yes. Got to get that plug in there. <laughs> Radio. Um, I always try to do at least one question that takes me deeper into the person as a human being in my interviews. And I was in the middle of a conversation with Lionel Richie, and I opened up this. I said, Lionel, I understand that before you became a singer, you were on your way to seminary to be a preacher. People came back with such large amounts of response to that question mm. because it opened up another side of Lionel Richie that nobody had ever heard. So I had heard that about him, and he opened up about it. He's mm. a Southern guy. You know, he's mm -hmm. a Southerner. And religion is instilled in him, and he's just an incredible human caring caring human being what a great friend and a great guy in your conversation with him i don't know if it went in this direction but having his faith instilled so strongly in him you know some of the lyrics and so forth that yeah. you do when you're a big pop star like that yeah. did he have any sort of uh, like contradiction in his heart or or worry in his heart about having done like brick house or like no, delaying the sack no because uh <laughs> lionel's musical taste is just all over the place like a, a lot of you're us. right it is yes i mean he i mean i first met lionel when he was with the commodores before he ever became the Lionel Richie that we know today, mm -hmm. because I was discovered by Barry Gordy on Motown. I recorded for their country division mm -hmm. here in Nashville. And Lionel was with the Commodores, and we would see each other and meet and talk. And even back then, he was just all over the place. One of the most, he's one of the true musical geniuses of our business, along with people like Barry Gibb and Elton John. And there's just so many incredible people out there that, that are so talented but he's one of those top five in my book mm. 
I'm so glad that you have a show. I, I will tell you this. The shows that I most enjoy are the ones exactly like yours, where it's artists talking to artists. Yeah. I've even heard um, like Scott Borchetta yeah. do interviews with yes. his own artists on his label. Yes. It is, to me, so much more interesting. And I don't mean to diss us, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Right. But to me, it's so much more interesting having people who already have a relationship and they can speak on levels about uh, life and performance that right. maybe we wouldn't well, even know to ask. You know, much like... Lauren, you and Charlie, we don't do interviews. We just have we just sit and visit and have a conversation. Yeah, okay? there you go. I I'm that way. I, I don't really want to interview someone. Yeah. I just want to sit and talk with them, and hopefully, out of the conversation comes something entertaining, and things that people will will, will love to hear. And then uh, that's one of the things about you two is that there are very few people in our business who master the art of conversation. And because you two have done it so long, it comes so easy to you hmm. that it's never an interview when I sit with you. It's Aww. just a visit. Well, that's a huge And out of that comes a lot of warmth and heart. So you, you're the masters at Charlie at needs a Kleenex now. He needs a tissue. Lorraine, <laughs> I tried to end the interview about 10 minutes ago. You but, want to give it a shot but now? You can't be, but you, I have one more observation. <laughs> I know we're running. Are we running long? <clears throat> one more observation Yeah, it's here. now Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Midnight in Memphis, the album. Mm-hmm. The man is on tour. He's writing a book. He has a radio show. You are officially an entertainment mogul. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Can I quote you on that? You may. Why don't you go ahead and Google mogul? And I didn't see what mogul really yeah. means. I did not say mongrel. Oh, okay. mongrel. I said mongrel. mogul. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the greatest compliments that anyone has ever paid me. You're doing it all, baby. I mean yeah. that. You're doing it all. Thanks to people like you is why I'm doing it all. Mm. Bye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dang. Good stuff. I saw it in his eyes. Well, you got to get him out of here somehow. Uh, I think that's called unceremoniously (laughs) kicking someone out of the studio. (laughs) I didn't know what else to say. (laughs) Listen, uh, T.G. Shepard, you can tell, just such a great friend of ours. We can have all kinds of fun with him. You have to hear Midnight in Memphis, great Mm -hmm. new music from T.G. Shepard. I, for one, cannot wait for the book. I think it may require two volumes. Well, when you think about it, Living on the Streets, unbelievable story. He was telling us stuff I didn't know. I've known oh, really? him for decades. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, the idea that he can put everything in a book just to uh, not only entertain but inform everybody like us and all the fans, I think it's great. Look forward to it. So I'm going to suggest the title of it. What? The True Life Adventures of T.G. Shepard, because his life has been one big adventure. And don't be jealous, Charlie, but as you saw, T.G. Shepard is still good looking, and he still has chest hair. <laughs> Okay. Well, my friends, we have your country covered one way or the other here on Crooked Chase. And listen to our countdown every weekend on hundreds of radio stations all across America and streaming on iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Crook and Chase. At ColourPop Cosmetics, we believe that beauty should be within everyone's reach. True beauty is about giving yourself the freedom to pop. And ColourPop lets you create your own definition of beauty. ColourPop is the leading cruelty-free cosmetics brand combining the latest trends with luxury quality formulas at an affordable price. From Super Shock Shadow to eyeshadow palettes in every color to the best foundation and concealer on the market. Check out the brand that's won awards from Glamour, Allure, and more. Learn more at ColourPop. That's C-O-L-O-U-R-Pop.com. Beauty for everyone. 
in the time before AT&T Fiber Internet. What? What are you doing in me dungeon? It's the only place where the bloody Wi-Fi works. Oh, and you don't mind the spiders? Spiders? What spiders? Oh no, they're everywhere! In the time after AT&T Fiber Internet. It's nice having fast, reliable Wi-Fi in the whole house. For sure. The dawn of a better internet era with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Check eligibility at att.com slash getfiber. AT&T smart Wi-Fi extenders may be required. Sold separately. Restrictions apply. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.